the what if game for me has to be a series of logical questions that are mm-hmm. passed around the room yeah. and the other people have to answer them with a degree of either scientific, scientific, logical, or legal certainty. You, you see what I'm trying to say? I mean, I would, I would play that game then I would, because the way I've seen it played, I, I, I agree with you where there's the, you know, some NCO, when you were a rook, do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Come into the room and go, all right. You know what happened? All your beds are gone and the ninjas are coming in. And it was always some uh, a ridiculous standard that, that uh, uh, the outcome was already determined by the person posing the question. And it was at least as stupid as the question itself. Welcome to the Left of Greg podcast. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Left of Greg podcast. I'm Brian Marin, the host and creator of the show. As always, I will be joined by human behavior expert, Mr. Greg Williams, who the show is affectionately named after. Here on the Left of Greg show, our goal is to increase your advanced critical thinking ability through a better understanding of what we call human behavior, pattern recognition, and analysis. If you'd like to find out more about what that is, you can check the episode details. If you have any questions or would like us to cover a specific topic, please reach out to us at leftofgreg at gmail.com. Today, Greg and I are talking about the what-if game and how it often gets misused when planning for potential actions or events. We give a few examples of how we structure a good what-if game, and we also talk about some other follow-on questions to ask yourself when you are creating the explanatory storylines that make up the infamous what-if game. Please remember to follow us on social media. You can find the links in the episode details. If you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends about it. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. What do you think? And on that note, Greg, we'll go ahead. Exactly. And get started. So, uh, good morning. Uh, good morning today, to you. Today, we, we're we going to be talking about a topic that we haven't specifically discussed, even though we go over it in some form of it in, in most of the episodes. And finally, it took one of our listeners. Thank you for, for reaching out and saying, hey, you guys keep saying this and things go wrong. Why don't you just do an episode on it? And I slapped my forehead and I said, yeah, that's right. That's a great idea. So, today is a discussion about the classic what if game. And what I mean by the what if game is, you know, this is good. You know, I know the military and sometimes law enforcement call it like tactical decision games of I'm going to give you a scenario, Greg, or in this situation and say, what if this occurred? Uh, uh, what could you do next? Or what? how could you respond to that? What if this happens? I want to plan for it. And it's good for planning purposes for for like, you know, operational games of how do we use all the assets available? And, and they're very simple and easy things to do. In fact, I'll, I'll just a basic example. I do it with the insurgent all the time. Right. Hey, what what if what if uh, me or mommy doesn't show up to pick you up? What what should you do? And so it, it primes her right to start thinking, okay, and then I can give her examples of things that she can do and then quiz her later on that. Very simple. Hey, what if uh, the coach isn't there uh, at practice? What should you do? And and these are just basic things that at, for for teaching, for training to to get someone to uh, have a solution or a potential solution before the incident ever happens. Because just like we talk about, anytime I see something new, novel, uh, something I haven't experienced before, um, it's it's hard, especially if it's a stressful situation, it's hard to critically think through that, right? If I don't have an immediate response. Right? Muscle, muscle memory stuff is easy, but in the moment, how do I think critically? Well, if I play this what if game, it gives me options. It gives me what we call file folders or almost experiences and I'll share them. And, and then you'll go, oh, you know what? I remember Greg telling me about a situation where this occurred and what he did was this, right? Because 
Otherwise, my brain goes flipping through and goes, we got nothing. And now I have to think, <laughs> I got to think of an answer right now and right. I don't have one. So, so the more I do this what if game, uh, the, the better I can, I can think in those moments because I'll have some idea or a concept. So that's the idea. Now we see, you know, good uses of it, bad uses of it. People come up with all some, all kinds of crazy, like, you know, what if I used to do that with the, the military when they're talking about different, uh, base security stuff. And right. When you do red cell and then some guys would come in, well, what if this happens and what and you come up with these in, elaborate and insane scenarios that are so unlikely it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And it, and it almost fills you with, you know, it, it becomes the boogeyman, the Sasquatch, you know, yep. uh, it becomes some ridiculous threat. Well, now that, that hinders my ability to problem solve in those situations. Cause they, I mean, I used to do it too, to that might you know, be like, oh, okay, what if a van full of, you know, uh, you know, circus clowns comes out and they got machetes taped to their hands and they're running around on unicycles. What do you do then? I mean, just to show how absurd Start filming. So, that would be right, my right, Exactly. Exactly. So, Sell so it to I, YouTube. I always have some, some general, uh, considerations when, when yeah. playing this, this kind of what if game and, you know, you, these, these scenarios that I come up with that I'm talking about, whether that's in a training scenario or just sitting around talking about it, right, is they need to be realistic, they need to be logical, and they need to be based on likely events that you may encounter or that may occur, uh, given the context of it. And then the solutions that you want, the answers to these kind of what if games should be something that's you know, it used your basic fundamentals, your basic tactics and procedures that are simple and available to you at the time, right? So meaning I, I don't want to have to come in, well, oh, if that occurs, then I'm going to have to get in all these resources, then I'm going to call the uh, FBI hostage rescue team. It's like, okay, hang on. Like it's whatever it is has to be mm -hmm. simple and usable because um, if it becomes this elaborate thing, then I'm, it's unlikely for me to remember that. So if I'm in that training scenario, it's going to be hard to think through that. And then I'm going to try and have to recall that at a later time where I like keeping it very kind of uh, simple and things that you can do. And then sort of some follow-up questions, but I wanted to just start with that as an introduction, Greg, and then, um, uh, kind of get your thoughts on it. And then we can get in maybe some examples and then, then follow-up questions, right? Testing your yeah. hypothesis, right? That's that's the big thing we'll talk about, I think, today. Is that, is that a good way to, to frame the discussion? Yeah, you, I, I, I think it's it. a wonderful way. I, I came in uh, uh, loaded for bear because I thought the topic was truth or dare. <laughs> uh, uh, and I had a whole bunch of things lined up that were going to be very Tell you what, embarrassing we'll do that. to everyone. We'll do, that. we'll do that on the Patreon site, folks. Okay, that's yeah, the base exactly. Site. We'll, we'll and we'll it. have a couple of drinks before we go on. No, there, there's nothing better than that. No, Brian, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, I only took umbrage with one of the things that you said. Uh, um, you said uh, 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 real uh, and, and uh, realistic. And uh, uh, another word that led me to believe that, that you were thinking that they had to be actual problems that could occur. And, and I would say, I would I, say to your brain, your brain doesn't know the difference between fantasy, fantasy and, reality. and reality. Right. So, so I would think that as long as it's not absurd, that for example, you know how many times oh. that I bring up a zombie apocalypse, right? right. Okay. And, and, and the reason is the zombie apocalypse is a good idea of how to game Yes. This event. It, right. Okay. Yeah. No, and, and I, I appreciate so, you hearing that. Yeah, that, that only I, I just meant it, it can't be absurd, but I, I agree with right. you calling or, or refining my statement there because your Zompok example is a perfect thing that it's kind of absurd and ridiculous, but it's a game for yeah. planning and preparation purposes you can Precisely. use to do Precisely. it. So I, I get so, what so you're saying. Yeah. You, no, I, you, yeah. you, uh, you teacher and I, Shelly, uh, we had to go down to a place, uh, uh, 
I don't want to get into a lot of detail, Please but don't. it was before an event that was a, a, a very important event that was going to happen outside the continental United States in a place where bad things were happening. And we showed up and our, our job was we were flown down to first New Mexico and then further south to take a look at this and comment on what we saw. And we played the what if game with just the, uh, the, the uh, senior most veterans and they failed miserably. And, and what I mean by that is how far can your vehicle run if the oil pan is shot out? What's the turning radius of the armored Suburban that you're driving in the village where this first to. event is going to happen? And, and they were like, well, you know, the, the, the answers, if you remember, the answers were so disturbing because the answers were, were like, that's ridiculous. We'll see when we get there. Hey, we've, uh, you know, we're all experts in it. Well, then give me the answer. What, what is the answer? Is it 36 feet? Is it 185 feet? Yeah. And, 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 and uh, the thing is, we weren't trying to be adversarial. I'll give you a Zompak one, Brian. Uh, how long until basic unleaded fuel breaks down and no longer combusts? Okay. Well, there's a simple one. And so mm. when I watch Hollywood try to, to do it, like, like uh, Hollywood, well, we're going to run out of bullets. Do you have any idea how many bullets are out there? You get what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, these guys coming up with the hatchet, with the thing, that's Hollywood. They want to make it cool. You know, it's Chinich Cook, right? Uh, uh, so the idea to me is that we're talking about sense-making problem-solving at mm -hmm. an executive level, at a, at a graduate level. And I, I, I'll, I'll give you two side-by-side side, uh, that, that just popped into my head. You remember that gosh damn sniper movie about Wahlberg where oh, uh, uh, yeah. uh, there's so yeah. much wrong with that film. Yeah. And, and, and I watch it every time it comes on just to go, <laughs> you know, it. Yeah. And, and so uh, you remember he gets shot. So he drives out of the village, not looking suspicious at all in his stolen pickup truck. And he knocks the power grid out in this area so he can go to a place just before it closes and stand in the shadows and tell the woman, oh, can I get some pharmaceuticals? Uh, I know exactly what I need, you know, and, and <laughs> it's so implausible. Yeah. And then he gives himself like a sucking chest wound, uh, uh, drip, <laughs> you know, cuts away the tissue. Brian, do you know how unlikely that is? As a yeah. matter of fact, in, in 27 years of law enforcement with injured suspects, I've never seen that. As a matter of fact, I've seen them jeopardize their own uh, uh, capture yeah. by going to uh, veterinarians or uh, going to the emergency room under an assumed, oh, yeah, I fell while running with yeah, scissors. Yeah. Why? Because humans will take the path of least resistance. So, so now let's play the what if game, not in that specific incident, but a parallel incident. Uh, Ahmad Ar Arbery, you, you can't get on the news now without, with, without uh, uh, seeing uh, uh, what's the kids, Rittenhour or whatever the kid did. Rittenhouse. Uh, yeah, Rittenhouse. In, okay. In, or, yeah. In, in, Apparently, in that's the Wisconsin. most thing. And Aubrey is being yeah. pushed back. Yeah, into the shadows. So, so I'm listening to Aubrey, and I think, what if, what if Ahmad Aubrey was a thief? So, what if so real, real quick, just for, for yeah, everyone listening, yeah. that's the case uh, down uh, in um, Georgia. Georgia, yeah. Sorry. So, yep. well, the two uh, guys chased down Ahmad Aubrey in their neighborhood, ended up killing him because they yep. said he was breaking into the house, and so they're on trial right now because it was completely unlawful everything that they did. Right, right. But but that's it, Brian. Yeah. What you did is just encapsulated my argument. But I will say, let's play the what if just briefly with mm -hmm. Ahmad Aubrey. He is guilty. He is a thief. He was staging that house in progress for a future robbery. He had done things, but let's say all of those are true. I saw the shotgun blast wounds, okay, yesterday that they were uh, uh, putting in evidence when they were talking about the, uh, uh, the close contact shotgun wounds. 
And the expert was saying, hey, these could have been uh, 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 from Ahmed trying to push the shotgun away or from trying to take the shotgun. Either way, what we heard the defense say is that here were these guys that were trained and they were doing their job and it was you know compelling evidence that they had to step in. No, it wasn't. It was street justice. And yeah. in that case, the what if game was, even though uh, Ahmed Arbery was guilty, if he was, and was running from the scene, the level of force was not commensurate with the crime. And you don't have the right to do that. You don't have the, you have the right to tell a person citizen's arrest, uh, uh, Barney Fife. You also have the, the right to uh, attempt to detain them if it were a felony committed in your presence and the suspect wouldn't be uh, identifiable. And, and maybe he's running to a schoolhouse or a church that's just lighting out and he's armed. But listen, you have to pile all those things on it. So I go back to Zampa. How long does unleaded last? Okay. What are the foods that you're most likely to get? Do you understand how to make fire or purify water? So, so the what if game for me has to be a series of logical questions that are mm-hmm. passed around the room yeah. and the other people have to answer them with a degree of either scientific, logical, or legal certainty. You, you see what I'm trying to say? I mean, I would, I would play that game then I would. Because the way I've seen it played, I, I, I agree with you, where there's the, you know, some NCO, when you were a rook, do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Come into the room and go, all right, you know what happened? All your beds are gone and the ninjas are coming in. And it was always some uh, a ridiculous standard that, that uh, uh, the outcome was already determined by the person posing the question. And it was at least as stupid as the question itself. No, yeah, I, and 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 what what you kind of got got into would be my my next point, right? So, what if this was all true? So, you talk about the Ahmad Arbery case, and and you know where these, you know, uh, he was seen leaving a home that was under construction. There's even video of him in there looking around, and yep. then leaving, and then these two guys chased him down, ended up uh, killing him. Um, but you know, like you just said, the, the simple, what if game in that one is okay. What if everything they're accusing him that he did was true? Let's say, let's say he was in there doing yep. that. What now? What did, 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 were their actions justified? Well, well, no, it didn't matter if what right. he did in there, right. Right. At, at that point. Well, it doesn't matter if what they thought he did actually happened. Their actions were untrue. So that's a good example of of the 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 what if game, and you know what you're talking about too is when you said we're, you're you're playing this this game and you're having these questions of this what if this occurs is you know is hypothesis testing. Okay, well yes. well if this happens, you know what what will I see next? What should I see next? What other artifacts and evidence? Because what I see a lot happening at like kind of like a tactical and operational level is someone saying, all right. You have this person, you know, pulled over and, you know, what if they choose to run? What if they choose to flee in the vehicle or on foot? Okay. If that's the question, what if, what if this occurs? Well, what should I first, first of all, what would I see? Meaning what, what would actually have to occur for that to happen, right? If this person is going to flee from me, what, what, how are they going to demonstrate their intent, whether it's in a vehicle or on foot? What should I see? What should I see next? Right. If that's their plan, right? What what indicators am I going to see? If I start there, then it then it gets me thinking in the moment to go, okay, I either have to prove or disprove this this hypothesis that he's going to run or she's going to run. Right. So I either have to see artifacts and evidence to support that they will. Right. Or artifacts and evidence to support that they won't. So, meaning, like, if uh, pull someone over and they, you know, they pull over and they put their car in park and they turn it off. 
are they likely going to flee in that vehicle? Well, not right now, right? right? Because they've already made the conscious decision to to uh, turn their vehicle off. Now, if that thing if that thing starts back up again, right? Or if I'm pulled over, they don't turn it off, and I notice their foot still on the brake because they haven't put it in park. Well, now that's a that's a different explanatory storyline. So what you're doing with this this what if game is here's the situation. Okay, now I have to have my brain has to create an explanatory storyline for what I'm going to see and what I'm going to see next. Does that kind of make sense on how to do that? Real? Yeah, time? it makes a lot of sense. I, I I will give you an example. I always like talking about when I skinned my knees when I fell down. Because that's the greatest learning experience in my life. And I put those, I stitch those into the future stories every time that we go and train people. And and they look back and they go, wow, if he can screw up, I can. And I don't have to screw up to learn from the event, right? So that's a a part of the the what if. So uh, 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 every human being that encounters a SWAT member or a Green Beret or any type of tip of the spear person thinks that that person is excellent in every respect, no matter what they do. Good point. So they'll, they'll hand you a bow and arrow, a compound bow and say, Hey, do me a favor, you know, print a group at, you know, a hundred yards with that thing. And it's like, dude, I, I have no idea about arrows and fletchings and strings and stuff. So I'll try. I mean, I, I have discipline. I, 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 I can figure it out mathematically. Right. So the, the point is that I, I got out of the military and I'm, 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 I'm in police work. And uh, all of a sudden they say eight and Shane or eight and Shane are here to roll call all the time. And they say, oh, man, they're just stealing cards and robbing places and everything else. So I said, OK, I'll play the what if game. What if we put a, a hunting uh, uh, stand there and we stood in the hunting stand, camouflage and watched for a while? What would we find out? So I enlisted the aid of uh, of Lutzinger and Pavlik, a couple of guys that uh, that we worked out martial arts with. And we found a place that allowed us to go up on the roof with a ladder. Right. And one of them was on one roof and one was over at the cinnamon city. And I literally took the newspaper and cut a big rectangle out so I could sit in the parking lot and look through it, knowing full well, I know human behavior. Yeah. Look, they see what they want to see close enough. So the very first Chevy Caprice classic to get ripped out of the lot went like, like the telephone game and they go, okay, Reem, it's coming your way. It's going to be out the exit loan, you know, mail in the driver's side, this and that and the other. So I pull out of the lot following it and I hit the red and blues. So all of a sudden, the vehicle's pulling away from me, and I see the big puff of smoke, uh, uh, you know, that sort of surreal blue uh, smoke that comes out of the exhaust system when somebody stands on it and the carbon's burning out. And I go, well, this is unusual. I look around. I make sure that my red and blues are. I'm going whoop, whoop, hitting my siren. I had never had a vehicle flee from me. I, I mean, <laughs> I had a ton of experiences. I knew all kind of different things that were going to happen, but I had never seen a stolen vehicle actually pull away, and the guy's kicking it. And so I started anticipating what the person was going to do next. And I was way behind the OODA loop because they were in charge of my time. Right. Distance gap. Right. So I took my Caprice Classic, which was an equally matched vehicle at that time. Do you get what I'm saying? All this talk about police, this, that, and the other, really look into what that means. Right. Yeah. And so I'm flying up and, and eight miles huge. And there's four lanes going and coming. Then a turn lane on either side, then immediate and another four lanes would turn it. And so I'm going way too fast for conditions. I try to oversteer and I put it up on one of those huge two post signs with the green thing in Michigan that says, you know, westbound, eight mile, eastbound and all that other stuff. And I'm out of the game. Okay. My first shot at the title, I do all the information. I do all the intelligence. I plan everybody's position out perfectly. And then, you know, what failed. I didn't have the training commensurate with the skill that I needed to follow this vehicle. And I learned a valuable lesson that day. You know what? With all the stuff that I did, I never was taught to push a scout car to its limits. And this guy did what? All he wanted to do is what? 
get away. Get away. So he had he had no fear, no risks, no you know uh, management. Like it was a stolen car, it wasn't even his car, so he didn't give a damn. So yeah. he pressed the skinny one on the right, and you know see where it takes him. And and so thank God he got subsequently caught. And uh, uh, I was very embarrassed because I did minimal damage to the vehicle, but I had to get it pulled off that huge sign and go back in. <laughs> and so I chose to dwell, Brian on the fact that we caught a felon that was in charge of stealing cars, right? Rather than the fact that I boloed because I didn't anticipate what if this guy flees? What if he makes a sudden juke southbound, you know, on eight mile? Okay, listen, this is not unlike the pace plan. You're supposed to think things out and have logical. Look, we planned everything up until the X. And then when we were on the bubble, I I failed. I failed the team. So uh, uh, it's hard to talk about those things. Yeah, I don't, I don't care if it's 40 years old. It's hard to go up and say that, you know, you, the legend on the street, boloed your first time out. But it's important to do that because that's why we're having this discussion. You know, you can be experienced in every walk of life and you walk into that domestic violence situation or you walk into that 7-Eleven, Brian, and something's different. That's where the what if game is, is I think, uh, most potent, where, where it uh, provides the best feedback uh, uh, and training. No, I, I I agree, and and you know you I know using our own examples is always good, and and thinking through it like that because you know you th- those follow up questions that I was talking about is you know how did it get here? How did this happen? Right? How yep. how did it lead to this? What were all of the contributing factors? So you can go back and do the do the what if game on your own experiences, right? So right. I can look back and say, well. What if I had taken that left instead of that right? You know, what what would have occurred, or how did this situation get here? What were those contributing factors? And then you just spelled out in your your specific example right there, like, well, wow, I didn't I didn't really plan on him, you know, taking off like this. Which, again, you'd think, you, you, well, that's a simple thing, right? You're always thinking that. You're like, well, well, no, I wasn't at the time, right? Nope. And then nope. same thing, we had him. You know well, what I'm saying? Well, that's, tag, that's, tag, you're it. That's that's what I mean. It's it's the the contingency planning. Now, uh, uh, it's it's easier. I would say. Well, it's it's easier to do contingency planning and play that what if game prior to a specific operation like that, right? I mean, where you're you're going to do the hey. We have to plan this operation out. This is where we're going. This is what we're doing. This is who we're talking to. These are all the units we have, all that stuff, right? And then you could sit there and do the what if game and, and play that out. But it's often harder, like in that moment now, because like you said, it's just fast forward to you sitting there like, well, shit, I haven't seen this before. Uh, it's harder in that moment. So playing continuous, the the what if game is right. good. And that's why I always kept it to, to, you know, in that moment, keep it to something simple. What are the solutions to this problem that I can have? And, you know, what what will I see next, and and how did this happen? So if I had to, if I had to run down, you know, w- w- all of these things when I'm playing that what if game in my head, it's it's simple hypothesis testing, right? If this is what I think is going to occur, what should I see next? You know, right. and, and that kind of allows me in that real time to to play that 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 what if game because you know, I mean, your story right there takes me back to now. I have like three or four that popped in my head that yep. I'm going. Uh, which one should I tell? Because I don't want to get anyone else in trouble, or is there a statute of limitations yep. or something? You know, I mean, li- li- little stuff like that. I mean, even something as simple as using it was immediately reminded of using the wrong uh, two hundred three round. Uh, what was supposed to be a green star cluster for signal and someone used a what was a high explosive dual purpose H-E-D-P. round well let's, oh, man. let's just say that no comm procedure that unit that lost comms they got on the radio real quick but right. uh but but things things like that so yeah and and i want to make sure that we we call it out look 
we were newly minted right out of the yeah. academy. We wanted to make a name for ourselves. Right. You know, we, we didn't go to the DB. We didn't go to the experienced vets and say, hey, exactly. this is what we're planning. So guess what? There was a hole in our bucket. And, and when, you, when you go out there with a hole in your bucket, knowing that there's a number of seams where the sand or the water is uh, leaking out of your bucket, you reap the whirlwind. So I knew full well that we didn't have a mature, experienced veteran plan, but I knew we had a good plan. And that's what happens is we, we, uh, 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 we overemphasize our own skills or knowledge in the moment thinking, listen, what's the worst that could happen? And actually, what's the worst that could happen? Should have been the question that we were asking. You know, we should have been red selling our own plan. Okay. Yeah. Before we went in. And, and, and it never happened because we were all patting ourselves on the back. Hey, you got a ladder? Yeah, get up on the roof. I got my newspaper. You know, we were so in the moment, Brian, that we couldn't project likely explanatory storylines that, that would go wrong. So the key is that not just the right, this is the way that we plan and this is what should come out. And there's probably three little scenarios here that might occur, you know. We never did that. We, we, we said, okay, in the moment, we've got this and we'll make a couple of lockups and we'll look like heroes. I bet every story starts that way. I bet every Darwin award yeah. starts that way. Yeah. You know? and, well, and that's why you got to, you got to rein it back a little. No. And you, you brought up a great point that would kind of lead into the, the kind of next part is that, okay, well, what about like during training? Right. So I'm talking about in, you know, you're talking about real time in real time events. I yep. never did this. I never did that. So how do I set that up as a, you know, as a good training scenario, because what you just said, I think encapsulates what I see a lot and was a good way to articulate it is it says we, we overemphasize our own skills or we overemphasize the things that we're really good at or, or our yep. knowns, right? We stick with, well, you know, yeah, I've got a lot of experience, but maybe that experience is only in this narrow bandwidth of area, right? And we don't, and because I've continued to see that time and time again, I continue to expect to see that time and time again. And then that translates over into our what if scenario games. Like, you know, you, you see a lot of that in different what people try to do the scenario based training, which uh, some is, is generally very well intentioned, but often the outcomes or the training objectives aren't, aren't clearly met or defined because exactly. we're not doing this and we overemphasize our own skills and our own uh, uh, past experiences and what we're good at and what we have the resources to continually use, right? We don't ever do the, you're, you know, it's not, it's, it's either so extreme, Hey, you're alone. And there's this chaotic event happening. It's the middle of the night or it's, Hey, we've got the whole team here and everything's planned. It's like this, this middle ground often isn't covered, right. but that's typically where you see all of these things occur. That's typically what your most uh, experience is going to be. But no one wants to work on the the what if communication game, right? It's always got if we're on the range and we're training firearms, it's going to be a shoot scenario. I mean, right? I, that, that we don't we don't sometimes do that. So how do I implement? We don't spend all day doing non kin on a kinetic range when right. we've got the rain flag up and the, <laughs> the, the armor is already delivered the ammo. No, and, and but but how and do so I part of our brain in? knows yeah. that, right? Yeah. Well, 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 part of that is, but then how do I? how do I build that into the, to a realistic, what if scenario when I'm doing that stuff? Cause we've done, I, I mean, I, you know, live fire force on force training with simulation stuff. Sure. I mean, I always love that the best because you get to prove what people can and can't do real quick, uh, especially with the gun takeaways. So, so wear a mask. If you're going to do those with sim rounds, exactly. I've, pr I've proven a few Hand people wrong sometimes. on those. Yeah. I've, I've proven some people wrong on those before, but, but the, the idea is, you know, how do I build that in a, a proper engagement, like of my brain, yeah. for the what if game and create an explanatory storyline. How am I supposed to do that in a very simple manner, right? Something I can do in the parking right. lot, right, Greg? Right. And, and, and let's, let's go 
further than the parking lot and then come back to the parking lot and why okay. the parking lot's such a great place. Yeah. So, and the classroom and uh, just outside the hallway in the classroom. Uh, so uh, years ago, look it up, folks, do your research and homework. I'm not going to do it for you. There was an incident in a state that looks like a mitten where the uh, National Guard uh, 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 troops got together and said, hey, we're so close to the water. Why don't we do something with water insertions? And so, Brian, you understand that uh, the one-meter board at your local pool is different than hitting the water mm -hmm. uh, at an altitude. And hitting water, folks, is like hitting concrete. There is no difference. And and so the further up you are, the harder you yep. hit. This unit decided that what they were going to do is they had uh, – I, I won't go into the detail, but it's a rotary wing. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and the unit got together and said, we're going to uh, pull in. Uh, uh, with the rotary ring, it's going to hover. We're going to drop in alternately, and then we're going to swim to shore, and we're going to do this. We're going to film everything. And uh, prop blast wasn't taken into consideration. Uh, the difference between five meters and ten meters uh, above what you are trained to do uh, with the prop blast and with waves and everything else uh, combined, that it was a horrific situation. And a number of the people broke their backs. One, uh, uh, there were very bad injuries. Now. You can't uh, unring that bell. They had the best of intentions. Right. All of them were trained, experienced veterans that passed the plan around. They, they, they didn't sneak on base and steal a helo, Brian. They, they had, uh, you know, had to put in and say, this was our plan. These are the things that we're going to do. Yet it failed. Why did it fail? Because nobody walked in and said, hey, what if this happens? What if? There's uh, uh, a force that we didn't reckon with, and the wind speed changed the prop blast, and the the mere change of uh, of the blade pushed harder than we expected, and we were five feet higher, not not five meters higher. You get where I'm going? Yeah. Now, now, listen. Some people are going to look at you and go, "Well, you know that that type of thinking is counterproductive." No, it's exactly the thinking. SOI East uh, uh, at a period of time had the thinking. Uh, they were playing the what if game with, uh, we, we can't tell, we don't know, we can't project forward. And and I got so pissed I walked out because it's like, yeah, you can do those. Yeah. Okay, what if somebody slipped a live round into the simunition? What if somebody wasn't wearing their mask during the training uh, uh, and got hit in the eye? What do we have right now to pick up a severed limb and take it with the person to the closest uh, level one trauma center? Those, Brian, those are the right questions at the right time to ask and role play in a scenario. So what I'm telling you is you start thinking, we got to get the helo, we got to get the water, we got to get everything. We can do that on the parking lot with uh, chalk, you know, that sidewalk chalk. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And a couple of uh, uh, MRAP uh, or uh, uh, MRE uh, boxes and line up. And we've done that before. Pull up the vehicles, chalk the vehicle, park the vehicle, walk through the rolls. I'm standing here at the door. Now the person drives off. Or, hey, listen, this person is coming out and that thing in the bag is a gun and they're going to walk into the 7-Eleven. Those are things you can do. And, and I, I refuse to think that you can't go to your local 7-Eleven and say, hey, for 15 minutes, do me a favor, uh, uh, in the middle of the night when it's just you and the counter person, we're going to set up a couple of vehicles and walk through what would happen in this scenario. Why can't you do that? Th those scenarios, those live action scenarios will resonate with your personnel more than any other, uh, uh, you know, what if in a, in a computer simulation. No, and that that's exactly kind of the one of the the 
things I wanted to hit on too is with that, you know, that's why I brought up like the parking lot example, it, you know, with three people, you do how much you can get yep. done. So if I'm walking you through a scenario, Greg, I'm going to get, I can prime you for that. All right. Well here, what, what, what should we do if this person does this when you contact them, give me some, exactly. give me some ideas and then you can talk it through and I'm saying, all right, well, I want you to go contact that person. You have your role player who's already briefed up on what to do. Now they get to play out immediately what they just came yep. up with in their head. And now going out, 10 minutes later, they now have a solution. They now have, have, have a answer for that problem. So yep. walking it through it, and then literally that's why I always bring up to the lowest example with the, with the insurgent, man. I do that stuff with her. Okay, we're in the shopping mall. Okay, look, you want to go look over there and you not want to walk around with mommy? Okay, well, what if this occurs? Well, well, how can you see mommy and, and still go do you? Well, what if someone comes up and does this and walk through in that scenario? Well, I can walk over there and I can ask the person who works here for help. I can do... And you know what? Now she's got a solution. When that happens, she's not going to do anything but that because now that's all she knows what to do. All of right. those different solutions that we came up with. And I think, uh, like you just said, it doesn't have to be overly complex. Those nope. little uh, discussions with just a few people and maybe a vehicle, maybe a place that you have to go to, you can set up what you want the outcomes to be. And now yes. that person literally leaving that freaking parking lot that morning now has three solutions to a problem that they didn't have before. Now, you get and, what I'm saying? And, and yeah, I, I don't you, don't, you don't have to follow through. It can be part task and still be great training. Yes. So let's use the the 7-Eleven example and the three people that you assigned and said that, you know, hey, we have three people available and a vehicle. So we drive to the 7-Eleven. We tell the clerk at 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning when, you know, things are, are quiet and we're not going to involve the public. And we have an additional unit standing by to make sure they keep the looky-loos away in case there's something that's going wrong. And we tell the third person to go inside the store and walk out the doors at us. And we stand with the less experienced officer and we say, okay, watch this. The person comes out and then we say, okay, tack freeze. Stop there for a second. If that person's going to run, what are the only options they've got available? And okay, well, they run that way. Okay, what's that way? Well, it's a residential subdivision. Okay, what's in that backyard? Fuck, I don't know. Okay, well, write down on your pad. We're going to find out what's in that backyard closest yep. to the 7-Eleven so we don't, don't jump into it at night and find out it's a pool with a cover and we drown or whatever. Yep. Now, what other way? Well, that way. Okay, what's that way? Well, it's a major street. Okay, what would they likely have to do? Well, cross that major street. It's not bad now, but what would that be like at noon? Who are we jeopardizing? Where would they have to park a vehicle running, right? Now, what's another option? Well, they run back in the store. Okay, that blows. Now we got to go get them. So yeah. what are the considerations? And what's the final option? Well, they run at me. Okay, well, if they run at me, what am I going to do? Am I going to club them? I'm going to tackle them? Am I going to spray them? That five minutes that you spend standing there with that other officer in position, do you get what I'm trying to say? Just yeah. feeling it in the moment at two in the morning. Un incredible uh, uh, cognitive training. Yeah, and, and then, and, and then how right much there that too. Cost? No, it, and it takes five minutes and then you go to, okay, you've got someone who's really got it and they're on it. Okay. Well, yep. well what's then the next step is, well, well, which, which one of those outcomes is best for everyone involved? You know, I'd rather exactly. have him run including out Including the suspect, way. including yeah. Southland Corporation. I, yeah, exactly. I'd rather have him run out. Okay. Can you manipulate the scene right now uh, to force the yep. best outcome? Yep. Oh, okay. So I know maybe standing over here when I come up or pulling up from this direction or placing myself here is going to force that person to run that way, which is better for us and the safety of everyone involved because they're not running exactly. out in the middle of, of, of traffic where it's, you know, cars screaming by and now someone's going to get hit. And you know what? They're going into this neighborhood, but actually that neighborhood yep. in the middle of the night might be easier because it's lit up or during the day exactly. it's, this. It, it's better to go this way. And I, I think those simple ones are what creates those file folders, right? 
No, I totally agree. So, so now we protract that out and we say, okay, where would the getaway car likely have to be parked if they ran through the subdivision? What about if they ran across the street? Okay, where's the closest on-ramp to a freeway or would they subcut? Where would a person get lost if they were unfamiliar with the area? And what would the risk to the safety be if they did pull into that subdivision? I mean, these are games that you can say, okay, we're going to do this one. Then let's go to lunch and circle back and have Tom park his car across the street idling and facing a different way. Well, what do we think he's going to do? Well, could we call inside? What would we ask the clerk inside? Brian, we could sit here and build on this one scenario about the 7-Eleven and make it amazing. Yeah, no, and, and that's even protracted out on, remember, uh, uh, this was also down in, I forget what city, but near the border, and I forget what state, but one of them that borders, and it was, okay, well, typically they do this, and they have a guy come in, and he just parks in a parking lot, and then they take it uh, up to this direction. It's like, okay, well, we, so it could be anywhere, it could be any one of these, you know, yeah, they exactly. typically do it in the Walmart and Home Depot, but but they didn't on this one, and it was like, well, well, it can only be so many, because if they have to come in from here, and they're going this direction, they're going to pick the simplest one, so you, I only need to put a unit at this Home Depot and this Walmart and this right here, exactly. and I have them all covered, and sure enough, the guy's going to walk right in, and and and, and that's going to be the location that they have to use. So, Brian, that's a perfect example, and I can, I, I, I can tell you uh, uh, to beware because not everybody likes what if, and, and I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. Old, old guys that have been around don't like what if, cause they've <laughs> seen it all done it all. You know what I'm saying? This is ridiculous. Why am I standing here? So, uh, uh, I hear a call it's on midnights and it's a, a place like a Kroger or an Albertsons or something like that. And the alarm has been triggered. So everybody drives around and leave, but the alarm's still being triggered. So they drive around and leave. So at about the third time the alarm's being triggered, I drive over and I talk to the old guys and they go, Hey, old guys, there's not just the four sides to the building. There's a roof too. Uh, have we checked the roof? Well, no. So we call the, the fire station that's closest and wake those bastards up. You know how firemen are, you know, oh, man, do we got to do work today? Uh, you know, I'm an oxygen thief and a fraud. Uh, so <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, firemen that are out wow. there, but you know how cops love them and uh, just kidding fireman friends. And, and they know I'm not. Uh, so <laughs> they bring over the ladder truck and we get up on a ladder truck and surely somebody had kicked out the, the uh, air conditioning vent pan down in through the drop ceiling and hit the floor. So there's actual signs now on the floor inside the building that somebody's injured. Uh, but that didn't dissuade them from the burglary and generally how those burglaries go. Rather than leave through the roof, they just go out through the alarm door, which locks after they go out, you know, the fire door, the bust out a window, whatever else, and they're gone. So now everybody's like, wow, we, we really have a burglary. So now units are showing up, right? Because they want to they capture the felon. So they go through the entire building and I'm out in the parking lot catching up on my law because I've done my, you know, I hate fireman joke. And, and so they all come out and they go, hey, we can't find this guy. And it's like, well, is there any sign that he got out? No. Is he injured? Yeah, he's injured. Well, how badly is he injured? Well, he's injured enough that he ain't going to be running from us when we catch him, right? Okay, so we walk inside and I go to the exact point that he fell through the roof, Brian. And I look around and there's shelves, shelves everywhere. And I go, okay, well, where isn't he? And they go, well, he's not there. And they point to the bottom row of shelves, which is about this high. You yeah. know what I'm trying to say? And I looked at the first guy and I go, well, what if he is? What if that's as far that he could crawl and he's right there waiting for us? And sure enough, they lean down with their SL20X and they shine. <laughs> and the guy, like a feral beast, had wedged himself all the way back and was panting and was just waiting for him to leave. And we all laughed. And I said, wait a minute, before we go, what if? Why don't you do that? Why don't you say, listen, there's no way this guy could have got out of the house, but we can't find him. And Brian, we found people between the mattress and the box spring hiding right, on a right, made bed. Right. We found people under 
uh, the bathroom sink, you know, the vanity sink. Think of how big a vanity sink is. This is stuff right out of that. What's that Las Vegas movie with Clooney, you know, where he gets the uh, uh, contortionist. Yeah, the but the person was in there. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And hold, hold on, on to the J trap for dear life. So when you're convinced that you've done everything procedurally correct up to that point, and there's no logical answer, stop for a minute and go, what if he's still in the ceiling? What if he's under the bed? And, and Brian, I tell you, it's refreshing. It's like a palate cleanser, right? Because then you can step back. Because if not, what is your ego telling you constantly? Hey, I'm the best cop here. I've got this. I did it. I'm the best soldier or Marine on the scene. I know what's going on. And the idea is that our ego uh, 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 won't allow our ass to back up. You get what I'm trying to say and say, hey, maybe it's us. Maybe we did make a mistake. And, and I, I could go on with those incidents. But what I'm trying to explain to you is that sometimes it's problematic because uh, people become more hard-headed the longer the scenario exists. So those practical scenarios in the parking lot of a Walmart are sometimes the best. Had I done something simple and said, what if this guy flees? What's the likely turn he's going to make? And do we have a unit, you know what I'm saying there, to put on the lights at the right moment to, to make the person say, hey, I'm overwhelmed. I'm going to give up. And when do we call a pursuit? And when do we uh, uh, not throw the stop stick? Those are all considerations, Brian, that you can do around a table in a classroom and act out in the parking lot without spending a bunch of money and taking a bunch of time. No, and that and that's that's a that's a good thing to build in. I mean, even when we do a little like practical application exercise, I mean, you just think about you know how many times we've done a walk around a mall or something with a group of people, and you know we think something about this person is going on, and we say, okay, well, if we're going to contact them, what if this? What if they're going to do this? What if they yep. have that? Do I see anything that would? Well, I can eliminate a few of these options because you know it's, those are unlikely, but you know what? These over here that you're talking about still are likely. Okay, well then let's plan for that. Hey. You know, I mean, I just think, remember uh, walking up that last mall we were at and, uh, you know, you were with those group of students. So I immediately, I, you're going to contact this guy. If this guy is who he thinks he, who we think he is, he's likely armed and he's a big dude yep. and he looks like he's been around the block. So I mean, you know me, I, yeah. I took all precautions well, by yeah. walking right up on him. Well, like and an then put, but that was the whole right. thing is then I said, grab right. the other said, Hey, come on over here. We're going to cover as he moves up. Yep. And so we're in a position where the guy can't see us, but we can immediately, uh, it, we can immediately intervene if necessary, but, but it's those little things is what if all yes. of these are, are but, true and go ahead sorry in that no in that exact situation that you're talking about there was a, a high level of potential risk and danger i mitigated the risk because i had operated with you so many times i already knew that you were on the move the second thing was there was a time element i thought the guy was going to split so i tried to intervene before his likely exit there was a set of escalators uh, mm -hmm. uh, that were going away and there was the parking lot. And so I tried to get between him and those likely things. I knew that I was raising the element of risk, but I also knew with the number of people we had, he wasn't going to flee. Now, if he came out with a weapon, I had two outs, the parking lot or the escalator. So yeah. those things, and, and you know, I, I make it look like the random dumb panda that's just rolling around in my environment. But that was a what if, as I was walking up on the guy, hey, what if he is ar armed? What if this does go sideways? And Brian, those things don't have to, you don't have to stop everything, go, okay, time out, pop yellow smoke, withdraw, and then talk about it. Sometimes it can be in the moment. What if this guy puts the pernal in drive and drives away? What if he does have a gun under the seat? Hey, what if this guy is stronger and faster than me and is going to beat my ass? Those are things that you should consider at every aspect leading up to the actual moment of contact to make sure that you have the advantage. And I'm not saying excluding other things. I'm saying be aware in the moment.
No, and 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 this is uh, this is good even with some of the the private companies we've worked with, right? When they're doing operational stuff and they're rolling yep. out something new, or they're trying to get a new training program, and it's like you have to play this game at the tactical, operational, and strategic level, and you can exactly. That, and that sitting around that table is ideal if you have someone from each one of those levels, right? So so if it, you know you've got the guy out on patrol, you've got the supervisor, then you've got like the the chief or or uh, someone in charge of uh, a policy and procedure, even the attorney who. You know what I mean? And you sit around Absolutely. there and bat, bat those back and forth. Those are the really constructive ones we see. And it's, it's, I sometimes, you, you know, people don't do that part enough because that allows you to go, well, we're going to play this what if game. And if you make this decision, this is what I'm going to be doing at this level. And then that top level go, oh shit, this is how that's going to impact us strategically. So having those three different perspectives when playing this game yep. really allows you to do all those spirals. And you at the, at me down here at this tactical level goes, damn, I had no idea me choosing to, you know, chase this person in the middle of the day during traffic had all those second, third order effects. Exactly. And exactly. it allows that person at that strategic level go, wow, I didn't know you had to make a split second decision like that, that impacted us so much up here. Maybe we should change our policies so that you don't get caught making a bad decision. You, right. I mean, you, you and can now the prosecutor this. comes in and goes, Hey, we've got to let the jury know that this happened in nanoseconds, not yes. over a period of a minute. So the, the or, jury actually feels that's what the you thing felt. Is that yeah. Prosecutor now goes, Oh, I see why you made yep. that decision. Yep. Now I can paint that picture to a jury, right? Exactly. I can do my job there. Yeah. And, and it, I think having those, those kind of three different levels or different perspectives is what adds that. I mean, it adds so much more fidelity to these what if games because Precisely. they become they become cognitively real because everyone's bought in at where their role would typically be. Does that kind of make sense? Uh, it makes absolute sense. And let's go right back to Ahmed Arbery. So, so we know the makeup of the jury. So during voir dire, okay, do you think that that judge and the prosecutor and the defense attorney ever considered, hey, what if we only have one black guy yeah. on the jury? Okay, they didn't, Brian. And so when it came up, guess what happened? Okay, the news media caught on it. Everybody caught on it. Now it's, hey, it's sticking a mic in your face. Well, what do you think, Judge? Brian, those are the type of things that we would have tabletop. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Hey, listen, this is what we want to happen. We want to have a fair and impartial jury made up of uh, 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 the peers, right, of the people that are represented. But listen, this one is a hot button. So do we want, if you predict that uh, Kennedy, uh, 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 when he was killed, the basement, the the shooting, okay, uh, Ruby, all right? Yeah. Who would have not thought that, hey, wait a minute, this might uh, end up in the suspect being killed. So nowadays, what do they do when they do the perp walk? Everybody's wearing a helmet and a bullet re uh, resistant vest. Yeah. Brian, it wasn't so. Why? Because we allowed the bucket, which had a hole and, and a seam and a gap, to, to carry the sand away. And, and we didn't do anything about sticking our finger in that little hole. And, and that's what the what if is beautiful at. And guess what, Brian? It doesn't have to cost any money. It doesn't have to cost a lot of time. And, and uh, you'll have fun doing it. It's not like this drudgery uh, uh, filled task, you know, of you know, yeah. pushing the car up the hill and dragging the, the dummy. It's thinking. It's cognitive skills put to the test. No, and that's a great another what if question is, OK, well, what if someone happens to you know be recording you at this exact moment yep. starting from yep. right now to then? What is that going to look like? You know, what I yep. mean, because you're, you're, you're seeing a lot of that, too, with the Arbery case and then the Rittenhouse case, too, about some of the stuff that the judge has done. 
not not that it was improper if you understood legal procedure, but but what did it look like to people who have no idea? And that's, and that's the question. And and that that's that's the issue with a lot of these is that you know you you're you're it's going to get broadcasted out to a whole bunch of people who have no clue what they're talking yep. about, but all get to have an opinion and 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 have a say in it. So I think that's another good good logical what if question. But um, uh, I I think we kind of we kind of hit on a lot and I go back to, I do want to touch one more thing. Um, when you kind of help clarify my own statement, I guess, it, it, yeah, and I okay. appreciate that. But when you said like the zombie apocalypse scenario, yep. it it's, it is a good one to use. Okay. What if there is a big zombie apocalypse? So I didn't mean that it, it, that's so ridiculous that the zombies aren't real. You shouldn't use that as a training scenario that, but it's used to, to test our measures for something else. So exactly. having those big elaborate ones are good or something crazy because it does show our strengths and weaknesses and maybe helps us kind of uh, figure out a better plan or course of action. So I, well, I, I can I, can I, I bash on, on can I bash on Maslow real quick? My, please, my, please do you all. <laughs> Ma Maslow had 40 years uh, uh, before uh, running when he uh, uh, died of a fatal heart attack and that, and and Abraham Maslow is a genius. Don't 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 ever get a different opinion. But the problem with Maslow is Maslow never did the what if. Maslow never did the chicken and the egg. Maslow yeah. never did the thirteenth person. So when they came up with this this hierarchy, which is a pyramid, it's actually inverted. Yeah. Uh, uh, because it should start with the smallest and go to the biggest. And the other part is it didn't account for humans interacting with humans. Okay. So you say, well. Uh, uh, these things are the most essential. Yeah, if the tribe wants you as the baby to survive, this one might be more essential than that one. If you're going to work with a tribe to gather food or fresh water for survival, you better like the people that you're with or you're not going to work together and you better uh, have already figured out how to battle the egos. So what we're saying, what I'm saying about Maslowians is that they make it too simple uh, uh, just like Gladwellian thinking sometimes yeah. by, by backing up and saying, what if these things are true? Or what if this doesn't hold water? What if this person is lying? Then what you have is you have the ability to fall back on a logical metric and say, I've considered it from the suspect point of view, from the officer's point of view, from the yeah. law, you get what I'm trying it to say. And, and from physics, you know, from space time, which can come in and whip your ass, because even though you didn't think it could happen, certain things have occurred that that defy logic, but are still true. Yeah, yeah, you know? no, it's like it's like the 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 null hypothesis almost, right? What if what if exactly. every, what if everything I believe to be true about this situation is actually wrong because it's predicated on some initial belief that I had that was yep. actually the opposite is true, and you know, having that perspective then can you know, oh damn, you know what I I did. I, I can poke some holes in my own theory, which you'd you'd right. you'd can rather be the one? one to you'd rather be the one to do that than someone else later on, right? You want to poke holes in your own theory first before before someone else gets a chance to, right? I I, I this is compelling because I didn't it, it didn't dawn on me till just now, but I just uh, finished a a chapter that I sent to you, and one of the points that I made in the chapter was uh, 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 the Germans in Kunduz. Uh, and I, I believe it was 2006 or 2009, you know, my numbers, uh, numbers get yeah. jumped around. So, uh, Taliban steals two fuel tankers. They try to, uh, escape. They're coming into, uh, uh, Afghanistan from Tajikistan with, with the, uh, UN, the Taliban's behead the drivers, make a big uh, deal out of it middle of the night, flee and get stuck in a wadi. 
Now there's mud in the wadi that there's never been mud in. Now they're going, what the hell do we do? So the Taliban guys bug out. Hundreds of people in the village go, hey, there's these vehicles idling down there and they've got fuel. They take everything from kettles to pans to whatever else to get this fuel because they're poor and it's free. Yeah. You would do the same thing. Yeah. I would do the same thing, Brian. I would be there with a baking dish. Uh, uh, Germans are in char- charge of this area, Kunduz, with the coalition forces. Uh, American uh, 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 B1B comes over and says, hey, this is what I see on the ground. This is how many people. Germans call their confidential informant on the ground. He goes, yeah, Taliban all over the place, a lot of weapons, uh, weapons free. Uh, they hit it with two strike eagles. Uh, drop a couple of hundred pounds of, of ordnance and kill at least, uh, from what we know, a uh, hundred people on the ground that are civilians. How does that happen, Brian? Yeah. Nobody played the what if game. Now, yeah. right now, somebody in Germany is going, ah, good. And they're waving their fist at the radio or the TV or the computer, but that's how it happened. Yeah. We listened to somebody on the ground and nobody took that one minute and said, what if he's wrong? What if he's looking at the wrong intersection? What if they're all civilians? What if we wait four hours till first light and get a better look on this? Or yeah, it does what, that what, impact, right? Do, do, do you see what I'm trying to say? And Brian, we've both made mistakes at the strategic uh, uh, operational and tactical level. Uh, thank God they didn't cause another person's life or loss of life or, or death, but they easily could have. They could have. And so that's why we're so serious about a topic like this. And that's why I, I would also say two things real quickly. One, thank you, because the people that write in and and give us ideas yeah. and thank us yeah. for an episode, please don't stop doing it. And the second thing is, Brian, we could do uh, uh, whatever what ifs they propose uh, uh, easily, We you know, on Patreon. You and I could sit across and yeah. have a cup of coffee and go yeah. through yeah, uh, there, three or five that they brought up. specific ones that people want us to cover on something yep. they have ongoing or something they've seen, we can absolutely do but that. But make it something like out. this. Yes. This, this German one. Brian, I, this had real consequences. No, you know? and 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 that's uh, uh that's another one when I when I kind of brought it up earlier about when you're doing an after action review or looking back, even when things went well, doing the well, what if this this hadn't happened? What because we you know I'm, you and I both have had plenty of situations where yep. okay everything turned out okay, but it could have very very easily gone. We were horribly so lucky. We, yeah, with you that don't one aspect, right? Never want to rely on luck, yep. right? So yep. so I I think that's that's an that's an important thing too. And, and I I know I told that story on the uh, uh um the the guy that uh, I almost shot um who is celebrating a soccer the Iraqi soccer team imagine because I I did the what if well wait a minute yep. what if what if this is not some guy who's about to be what what else is going on here and I could realize like holy shit, this guy's just out doing celebratory gunfire. I could have just killed the governor's, you know, nephew or something like that and caught it, created an international incident. So exactly. I, I, exactly. I think that that's, that's another one. How many Afghan back. stories do we have where we were sitting in a, a modified Jurger or Shura and all of a sudden the, the things started going sideways and we were convinced it was one thing, but then we found out, wait a minute, it's something completely different. And everything's fine. And, and, and you walk out of there with your life and your head intact. And you go, I'll never make that mistake again. So you add that to this bucket, right? And, and so we're walking around with this bucket of, hey, don't let that happen again. And, and again, remember to, to imagine your bucket has holes. And some of the holes are fine because you're still going to get most of the water or most of the sand or most of the whatever that you're carrying in the bucket. But over time, if you don't address those, Brian, they become bigger and, and, and they become more uh, compelling or dangerous or, you know, so, so, uh, this game and, and the person that wrote in this game is a great way to, uh, increase your odds of success over the long term. Yeah. Okay. I think we kind of covered, covered a lot on that one. Uh, and again, if anyone's listening, you want us to hit up a specific one, just, just reach out left of Greg at gmail.com yep. or 
and, you know, you can get a hold of us and we'll cover something and, and do it, uh, um, you know, just for you guys or just on the Patreon site, which we have more. And we've got uh, some interview stuff on there as well from, from us and, and folks that are listeners. So if you are listening, you can check it out. It's only a few bucks a month and then it helps support the show. And again, if you have any, any, uh, uh, um, you know, ideas or things you want us to cover. We'll, we go to those first uh, for those folks who are signed up there. So we do appreciate it. And thanks everyone else for tuning in. Any, any last words, Greg? No. Um, uh, when are we going to do that episode on truth or dare? <laughs> we, we can, so let's maybe let's just after Thanksgiving. Over, over the holidays is perfect. Yeah. You'll have a bottle of bourbon. I'll have a bottle of bourbon and we'll exactly. We do it on zoom, naked zoom. <laughs> I know. I think we would be the ones having to pay people to watch that, not That's the other true. way around. That's true. So, um, on that note, thanks everyone for tuning in. Don't forget that training changes behavior. That's all for today, folks. But if you'd like even more content, you can head over to our Patreon page. The link can be found in the episode details. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, follow us on social media, and please tell your friends about the show. Thanks for tuning in, and thank you for your support.